This is the Legal Hands to the Face podcast with Bill Calarulo. What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome back to another Legal Hands to the Face podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Calarulo. Just finished watching the Philadelphia 76ers get absolutely crushed in Game 7 by the Boston Celtics. So it's time to turn our attention to the Philadelphia Eagles offseason. They had their schedule release earlier this week. I did a video on Instagram on this. And guys, if you're not already following us on social media, please head over to Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Give us a like. Give us a follow. We're posting daily content on all those platforms. And if you haven't already given us a review on the podcast, please do so. It'll really help us reach more Eagles fans. But I did a video about this. The schedule gets released, and we as fans are going to do what we do every single season, which is to go up and down the schedule, what should be wins, what should be losses. It's completely unpredictable. But there's one thing that has been absolutely predictable over the last 13 years in the NFL, and that is when the Super Bowl winner had their bye week during the regular season. If you go back all the way to 2010, There has not been a Super Bowl winner in the last 13 years that had a bye week prior to week seven. And the only two teams that won the Super Bowl who had a bye week in week seven were the 2011 New York Giants and the 2015 Denver Broncos. And that was before the NFL went to an 18-week schedule. A later bye week is even more important now. So if you take that and you extend that by a week, really no team has won the Super Bowl if they've had a bye week before week eight. And you look at the bye weeks this season, and the Philadelphia Eagles get a good one. They have a bye week in week 10. Who do they play right after week 10? Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Well, unfortunately, the Kansas City Chiefs have their bye week in week 10 as well, and we know how good Andy Reid is off of a bye But let's take a look at some of the games on the 23 schedule for the Eagles. They open up on the road. I think the Eagles get a little bit screwed here as the representative from the NFC in that Super Bowl. They probably should have started their season at home, but they're on the road against the New England Patriots. It's a 425 game. The one thing I do like about this is who plays for the New England Patriots now. TikTok boy Juju Smith-Schuster. We all remember that corny video he posted after the Super Bowl trying to throw some shade at James Bradbury. A.J. Brown was in the video. Jalen Hurts trying to make fun of the Eagles. The Eagles were not happy about it. So you know the defense, the Eagles team, is going to be up for this game. Watch out. I kind of like that they're opening up against Juju Smith-Schuster. They will definitely be ready for that game. And I think that's a W for the Eagles. They then have a Thursday night game, a short week back at home. It's their home opener against the Minnesota Vikings. Another very winnable game for the Eagles. Kirk Cousins doesn't really scare me, although he's a lot better in the regular season, especially early on when the games don't matter as much. But that's a primetime game. Kirk Cousins still has struggles. He's had some good primetime games, but the overall things that he does in primetime games is he does not play very, very well. I think that's another win for the Eagles, and it's going to be important that they come out to a hot start because as we continue to go down this schedule, you're going to see it gets really, really tough. After that Thursday night game, they don't play again until Monday night in Tampa. I like that. You start the season, you almost get a little bit of a bye here. You play on Thursday night, you don't play again until Monday night. That will be good for this Eagles team. 
They go on the road against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Another winnable game. Tampa Bay has a new quarterback, a new team. We'll see how they play. But that should be three wins right out of the gate for the Philadelphia Eagles. They then come home for their first NFC East matchup of the season against the Washington Commanders, another team with a new quarterback, another very winnable game. They then go on the road against the L.A. Rams. You really don't know what you're getting with the Rams this year. Matt Stafford is good when he's healthy. He obviously wasn't healthy last season. What does he have left in the tank? How good are the Rams going to be this season? We will see, but you would hope that's another winnable game for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, it's not unrealistic to think that they could start the season 5-0 and again, but this is all on paper. I'm not naive. you got to be able to play these games. That's why they don't play these games on paper, but the Eagles could go out to a 5-0 and start. This is the first game that I think is the most losable game on their schedule. I still think they can win this game. But that's week six at the New York Jets. The new look New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. What does he have left? I mean, he looked like a guy last season who was ready to retire at certain points. But he's coming back. Is he rejuvenated? He's on a new team. That Jets team outside of their quarterback last year wasn't bad. They got a good defense. They got a defensive-minded coach in Robert Sala. What does Aaron Rodgers do for that offense? So we will see if the Eagles can sneak out of that game with a win on the road, and that's back-to-back weeks on the road. That makes it tough because you're in L.A., and then you come back to play the New York Jets. We will see. But even if the Eagles can get through that six-week stretch at 5-1, and one, even 4-2, and two, not horrible, but here's where the games start to get a little bit tougher. They have a Sunday night game against the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tiavela. Don't even know if I ever say that guy's name right. I know how it sounds. I don't know if I say it correctly. But that'll be a nice matchup between Jalen Hurts and Tua, the guy who took his job at Alabama. They're still friendly, but you know Hurts is going to be up for that game. You know he's going to have that defense wanting to play well for him, for the Eagles to win that game against the Miami Dolphins on a Sunday night. It's going to be the storylines all week. Tua and Jalen and Tua took his job in the national championship game at halftime. You're probably going to hear so much about it, you're going to get sick and tired of hearing about it. But I think that is a win for the Eagles. I don't think that Jalen Hurts lets that team lose that game in that moment in prime time against the Miami Dolphins. What scares me about that Dolphins team, though, is you talk about the Eagles having a great wide receiver core. The Miami Dolphins with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, almost as good, if not better. It's debatable between A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They are Probably the top two wide receiver duos in the NFL. The only other one I would put in that category are the Cincinnati Bengals with Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase. Really good wide receivers. So James Bradbury and Darius Slay better be up for the task against the Miami Dolphins. They then go on the road against the Washington Commanders. It's crazy that both games against the Commanders will be done by week eight. They don't play the New York Giants until week 16 and week 18, but both games against the Commanders are finished by week 8. You got to win both of those games. You know, NFC East games are always tough. We saw what happened with the Commanders last year. It was a very winnable game for the Eagles. They should have won, and they lose it. Division games are always tough, but the Eagles, they're about to go on a tough stretch after that Commanders game in week 8. Got to win that game. 
They then have a home game, the first game of the year against the Dallas Cowboys in week nine. It's a 425 game on November 5th, right before the bye. It'd be great to go into that bye at seven and one. Excuse me, seven and two or eight and one. There'd be nine games before the bye. So seven and two or eight and one, that would be a really nice way to enter that bye because when you come out of the bye, man, does it get tough. Your first game out of the bye is a Monday night game in Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes and those Super Bowl champions. Eagles will be up for that game, but that's not going to be easy. And even though the Eagles are coming off a bye, so is Kansas City. The NFL set this up really nicely. Both teams coming off byes. We know how good Andy Reid is coming off of a bye. So that's going to be a really tough game for the Eagles on the road. And then it gets even tougher. They have a short week against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they're coming back home, but we know how good the Buffalo Bills can be and Josh Allen and that defense. So the Eagles have a Monday night game against the Chiefs, short week against Buffalo at home, and then they don't get any favors the next week. The San Francisco 49ers come to town, and you know the Niners. This is like their Super Bowl for the regular season. They want to win this game. They have not stopped crying since that NFC Championship game. Who knows who their quarterback's going to be on December 3rd, but they're going to be ready for that game. Hopefully the Eagles are too. And again, things don't get easier. They then have to go on the road to Dallas for the second matchup with Dallas for a Sunday night game, and then on the road again to Seattle a week later. I mean, that's a lot of traveling, and that's a lot of good teams in that span. Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, and Seattle. Man, that's a tough five-week stretch. I don't think the Eagles lose all five games, but they could. I mean, those are five tough, tough games. They then come back home on Christmas Day against the New York Giants. And thank God the NFL put this game on Christmas Day and not Christmas Eve. They tried to kill us last year. You Italian-Americans out there know what I'm talking about. Christmas Eve with the seven fishes, and you put the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles on at 4.30, right in the middle of when dinner's supposed to start getting served. You almost killed us last year. I like this a lot better. Christmas Day, 4.30, after everything's pretty much done, we can sit down and watch our Eagles play the New York Giants at home in Philly. Then they have another home game on New Year's Eve, a 1 o'clock game against the Arizona Cardinals. Jonathan Gannon coming back to town. I'm sure he's going to get booed like crazy, especially after some of the things that are coming out now that he was already talking to the team during the week of the Super Bowl. He shouldn't have been doing that. The things he said about the media telling him people wanted him fired. He's not going to be a fan favorite in Philadelphia. He was already a very polarizing figure from last season. Well, things have gotten even worse. He comes back to Philly on New Year's Eve. And then they finish the season week 18 against the New York Giants. Let's hope that game doesn't matter. Let's hope the Eagles already have the NFC East wrapped up. They already have the number one seed wrapped up and they can rest their players. But we will see. But man, they better start hot. Like I said, you look at those first eight games of the season. All of them are winnable games. And then they go on a tough, tough stretch with some really tough opponents. But let's hope that the Eagles are up for the task. And you do this every single season. I do it. You do it. You look at the schedule. What should be wins? What should be losses? And it really never turns out the way you expect. Teams are better than you thought. They're worse than you thought. 
So let's just get there. But it is crazy that it's only May. We're already looking at the schedule. And I want to talk a little bit about our franchise quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Again, I did a video on Instagram about this, but Jalen Hurts, if you haven't heard, receives his master's degree from the University of Oklahoma in human relations. Unbelievable. This is a guy who's not only a starting quarterback in the NFL, not only leads his team to Super Bowl 57, has an MVP caliber season. He does all this while he's still studying to get his master's degree. And in interviews, he has said his role model for all of this was his mother, who worked full time, raised him, and went back to school to get her master's degree. This is why we are lucky that he is the face of our franchise. We are lucky that he is the leader in that rock locker room. This guy has all the intangibles that you want from a leader and a quarterback. But let's also move on. Let's talk about some other players like we do every single week. We're going to take a look at some random players and what our expectations are for them in 2023. First player up is defensive tackle Milton Williams. He was a third-round pick in 2021 out of Louisiana Tech. He's got great numbers. He's 6'3", 290 pounds. He runs the 40 and 4'6". He put up over 34 reps on the bench press. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. And in two years for the Philadelphia Eagles, we've seen him improve every single year. As a rookie, he played in all 17 games. He recorded two sacks. He was in on 41% of the defensive snaps. Pretty impressive. When you're playing behind guys like Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, he's still cracking the lineup as a rookie with 41% of the reps. In 2022, we saw his snap count drop to 36%, but the guy put up four sacks. Again, played all 17 games, and you've just seen him grow week by week. This guy looks like he has the potential to be a very, very good defensive tackle in the NFL. And the Philadelphia Eagles lose Javon Hargrave, which is going to open up some opportunities for Milton Williams. Fletcher Cox is another year older. He's in the final year of his deal. Actually, he gets a new deal. So Fletcher Cox only has a one-year deal. It's time for Milton Williams to step up. They brought in Jordan Davis in the drafts last year. They bring in Jalen Carter this year. But Milton Williams is going to play a big role, and I have a lot of expectations for this guy. I would not be surprised if you see him make his first Pro Bowl this season. I got big expectations for Milton Williams. Moving over to the offensive side of the ball, another guy that I have high expectations for, and that is center guard Cam Jurgens. Cam Jurgens was drafted last year in the second round out of Nebraska. Everyone assumed he was drafted to be Jason Kelsey's heir apparent at the center position. Well, Kelsey, thankfully, is coming back for another season. Does Cam Jurgens slide into that starting guard role left by Isaac Sayamala, who left in free agency? I think he does. Cam Jurgens is 6'3", 303 pounds. That's kind of been the knock. Is he too small to play guard next to Travis Kelsey? Excuse me, Travis Kelsey. Next to Jason Kelsey. I don't think so. He's very, very athletic. He's a former tight end. He came into Nebraska as a tight end. They moved him to the interior line. He then moved to center. Unfortunately, we only saw him play about 6% of the snaps last season, so it's hard to know exactly what you're getting. But he played the entire preseason with that starting line. 
from the center position, and you saw how smart this guy was, and you saw how powerful he could be, even at 6'3", 303 pounds. Now, everyone on the radio, oh, he's too small, he's too small. Well, you look at Isaac Sayamala's numbers, he's 6'3", 304 pounds, so it's not a drop-off from him. But the Philadelphia Eagles do go into the draft, and they bring in Tyler Steen, who played tackle in college, who they really are saying is going to project more as a guard in the NFL. He's a lot bigger, and he's probably more athletic than Cam Jurgens. He's 6'6", 315 pounds. That's going to be the competition for Jurgens this season. Who wins that right guard position? Is it rookie Tyler Steen, or is it Cam Jurgens? I think it's going to be Cam Jurgens only because it's tough for a rookie to step in and be able to contribute. But we will see. And if there's any coach that's going to get both these guys ready, it's Jeff Stoutland, the unbelievable offensive line coach for the Eagles. But that's a battle in training camp to look out for. Who wins that right guard position, Cam Jurgens or Tyler Steen? Hopefully, Jason Kelsey plays all 17 games this season and the playoffs. So we're not talking about Jurgens at center until next season. But we'll see who wins that right guard position. Going back over to the defensive side of the ball, and the last player we'll talk about this week is defensive back Darius Slay. Five-time pro bowler, the captain on that defense last year. Everybody thought he was going to get released, and then in a shocking move, they restructure his deal, they extend him, and Darius Slay comes back for another season. And so does James Bradbury. Really a great move by Howie Roseman. They did lose Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, which made the Eagles able to keep both Bradbury and Slay. But Slay comes back. He's got a two-year extension. He's 32 years old. I love Slay. Like I said, he's a five-time pro bowler. He was a captain on that defense. He played very, very well in the beginning of last season. But if you look at these numbers, in the first eight games of the season, quarterbacks who targeted Darius Slay had a quarterback rating of 37.2. Great numbers for Slay. But then towards the end of the year, there was a six-game stretch where he was ranked 92 out of 93 corners, where the quarterback rating against was a 136.9. There was a six-game span where quarterbacks were 18 of 26 for 241 yards and three touchdowns with zero interceptions against Slay. I don't know if he was hurt. I don't know what was going on during that, that little stretch there, but he does play well in the playoffs. The Super Bowl, that whole defense didn't play well. But Darius Slay at 32 years old, is he going to really take a step back this year? You hope not. You know, Hopefully we see the Slay we had in the first eight games of the year and not the Slay we had during that six-game stretch because we need our secondary to play well this year. He did start all 17 games last year. He had 14 passes defended, three interceptions. It was just that small stretch that has you concerned. But you would hope with Darius Slay on one side, James Bradbury on the other side, that that's going to be a really good secondary. Avante Maddox stays healthy there in the slot. There is a question mark at safety. They have Terrell Edmonds. They still have Reed Blankenship. They bring in Sidney Brown out of Illinois. So we'll see how that safety position plays out, but the Eagles should be solid, assuming everyone stays healthy, at that cornerback position. Guys, this was a quick one today. It's Mother's Day. Hopefully you spent some time with your moms. Again, 
if it would mean a lot to us, if you're not already on social, follow us there, share this, share the podcast, leave us a review. The more Eagles fans we can reach, the better. As always, thanks for listening. We're going to come every single week. We're bringing content every single day to our social pages. And go Birds. Talk to you guys soon.